So for today's episode, focusing on community with Scott Nelson Archer, we're going to wrap up a five-part series and really land on one of my favorite topics because really, as I put together this framework, it was around 2020 and we noticed a lot of people were having trouble with business, being able to see people. And it was like, okay, how do we feel better? And community can really be that for people, whether it's a conversation. We did a lot more online, couldn't really see our people at the time. So that made me really think, you know, if the lights go off of the business, how do you remain present? And that's where social media was really able to help us do that. We've had the phone, but how else do we look alive? And then people go to their churches for a community. We have our family. Not everybody loves their family. Maybe they pick some friends, whatever it might be. But you can choose that community. My initial thoughts were, how do you, if you need to take time off, if you're maybe wanting to go on a sabbatical, you want to take some time off, you have a maternity, maybe you're ill. How do you then stay present and relevant for clients is really where this came from. But then as I implemented community in my own life. You've seen me do things all over the nation in the last few years, even out to DC, back with NAFA, being part of women in insurance and financial services, and then working with insurance organizations. You've been on task force. You've been on the fact chair, build advisory councils. There's some leadership there. There's some community there. And then you can look forward to seeing these friends that understand your business. So it went from, okay, how do we protect these businesses in 2020? How do we build a system for people to then I started living in it going, I'm a pretty chatty Kathy, as you know, I say that a lot, high communication, but sometimes I just need my alone time. So there's so many resources now for us as people. Maybe you dabble a little bit online, you go to a virtual event. Maybe you don't have time to drive somewhere. Maybe you make that focus time. We've talked about actually getting out and utilizing your time wisely for yourself or your clients, family, but that community element just can help us have that resilience. Again, I use that word. Once I've learned about that word a little bit more last year, I was like, this is really, people have things happen. We had some interesting news this morning, a couple of different ways on my side with some clients. How are we going to get over that? How are we going to overcome? We can go back and look at our community. And now a word from our sponsor. Navigating the medical disability insurance industry can be complex and overwhelming, but fear not because help is here. Introducing MD Disability Quotes, your trusted partner in securing the right coverage for your unique needs. We understand that as a physician, protecting your medical subspecialties is of utmost importance. With over 30 years of experience working in true own occupation disability insurance contracts, our team of experts is dedicated to putting your best interests first. At MD Disability Quotes, we believe that when the unexpected happens, you deserve the exact coverage you need. That's why we go above and beyond to tailor your contracts to your specific needs with the best discounts. Say goodbye to the uncertainties and let us take some of the risks out of your life. Our team is committed to providing you with the guidance and support you need to make informed decisions. Why wait? Call or email MD Disability Quotes today to schedule a free consultation with our team of independent brokers. So we focus on community. If you were to look back and say, okay, I started in this business early 20s, right? Early 20s for you, you said. 23. If you were to speak to people that are 
getting maybe in the business, maybe they're transitioning from one line to the other. You know, I talk about how I've gone and done a lot in the last few years meeting with people. Part of my passion project is to help people understand this business a little bit more because we're in this financial service drop down checklist. Technically, we do insurance planning, but there's more to that. And there's people that might be interested in the business, but might not get into it like I didn't for almost 10 years because I wasn't great at accounting or math. And so I thought that's just, I can't do financial services, but really if you can help people you can figure out what you love about it, plug it in, educate. And that's where I ran with that in my early thirties. So if we were to talk to people that might be dabbling with the idea of being in the business, any lessons or like lessons learned or something to share for the audience that might be dabbling with thinking about being in the business, what have you learned to be successful? You know, what were, what were some of those things that helped you just keep going at it, even though it's hard? can be hard. Everybody's got their own story. And I don't know that I have a clear path on my story, truthfully. But the reality is I'm a big believer in process, you know, something that can be understood, articulated, and then repeated. I think it's important to understand, you know, if you really want to be towards the top of the mountain, if you will, you're going to have to work harder than other people. And it doesn't mean that it's not possible because it is. It's just, you've got to decide that that's where you want to put your efforts. And it's perfectly fine not to, you know, you need to find something or somebody that you like to work with. What I mean by something, like for me, disability insurance is a passion of mine. I have a reason for that. If you happen to have a type of person you like to work with, maybe that's females, maybe it's males, maybe it's an occupation, maybe it's a nationality. Your niche, you're saying, you were talking right. about staying in lane, but there could be pathways to, there's different pathways to your lane at times, but 100%. what really resonates so that you can be the best. Yeah, so you can focus on what you're trying to do. Because if every day you wake up and you say, I don't know what I'm going to do or who I'm going to do this with, then sometimes that can be a, a pretty hard path to find. That's not a very good roadmap. Right. Is my opinion. You know, but if you know I'm a dentist and I, I want to work with people, you know, maybe it's a segment, you know, maybe I'm a child dentist. So I don't really want to deal with adult issues. You know, so you're focusing in on that. And so you've narrowed an occupation and then to a specific type of clientele. You know, same thing in in kind of any business. What do you want to deal with? Who do you want to deal with? And the reality in the financial services business, it is wide open. You don't have to be good at talking Mm -hmm. to people. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be great at socializing. You don't have to be wanting to be client facing. You don't have to be somebody that is persuasive or understands everything. There's Mm -hmm. tons of support roles. There's, And what I mean by that, there are people that are great at product understanding, not great at delivery of such product information. Mm -hmm. There are good technicians out there that really understand legal concepts or the way you would apply certain things, but they're really terrible at marketing and they don't know how to get fine clients. Mm -hmm. Um, There are people that are product vendors, if you will, that bring products to us say, hey, this is what we've got. Does this fit within any of your clients? That's an important role too. You know, we talk about underwriting. Let's not make it Faceless. Mm-hmm. The reality is those underwriters, we know them. Mm-hmm. We know them really well. Mm-hmm. They've got great stories. The ones that I have a tendency to have the best connection mm-hmm. with, I find they're really working hard to figure out how to get a contract approved. Right. What can we do as an insurance company to protect our interests, but to extend an offer? Those are really, really important people in our world. There's just so many things that people just... I don't think understand that this world is so much bigger than what we think of it Mm -hmm. as, you know, an insurance company, whenever you talk about that, what do they do? They bring in premium dollars. They invest those dollars until they need to go back out as claim dollars. They need somebody trading bonds. They Mm -hmm. need somebody investing in real estate. They need somebody assessing that real estate. Behind the scenes. And we want them to be doing that to be profitable. 
Absolutely, because they're there to complete the promise that was made on a piece of paper that said, if you or your family need us, we're going to be here. So the reason I'm bringing this up is that the fifth step is focusing on community, but there's multiple legs to the stool on this because I'm leading with asking you as a person that's been in the business over 30 years, you know, someone's starting out going sideways in from maybe like you mentioned, different jobs, a data analyst might not be forward facing client, client facing, start talking and expanding your network, start finding people to talk to because you might uncover, unravel something. If you're a client looking for something, you want teams that have a network, kind of figure out, ask them, Hey, if I need this, you know, can you help me a couple different ways? Are they specializing? Do they have access? How's their community look? If you ever bumped into somebody that doesn't have many friends, you go, what's up with what's going on there? So got to work on that. But then I talked about resilience at the beginning, but that can help us. That community can help us too. So it can go so many ways. Pay attention to that. We have resources where back to what I was saying about sometimes I need alone time, quiet time. I can choose which activities to go to. Introverts, you have so many options now. You can pop out for an hour, go to a coffee meeting, go back home, but leverage that. Again, we talk about technology, Really dialing in some of the social aspects on your own terms is really going to be important. Keep communicating with people because that's where you're going to uncover more about yourself with personal development, but it's really going to help you pull some leadership in, in your way. And we've talked about charitable endeavors. When you're good with your money, you have more access to give more, but maybe build out some time with teams to have some freedom to go do things too. We talk about that a lot. And then there's some mentorship that we all can kind of give and take, which has been really nice. I've been able to have that with you. It's been wonderful. So so really closing out this segment and really going back through the five steps to just wrap up our, our series together is, you know, personal development. We always can be working on that and then rolling that into your money goals. How are you handling your money? Do you need a little bit of help? Is there something that you could look to or to a mentor working with your teams or partners to help you be better? But really having that accountability. I think we all need to be a little more accountable as life gets busy. Working on risk management. We talked about that. Getting organized, looking and auditing your life. What else helps you to transfer risk? It's not just insurance products. It's you're transferring risk because you're paying attention taking that time and keep innovating that goes along with personal development, but really focusing on community. If you're not feeling like that's very established, I think uh, we have a, a colleague that I remember seeing him at a conference early on. He goes, if your calendar is empty, just get out there, set some meetings, even if it's friends, get out, create that energy. So if you're feeling a little bit lonely on that, you can always go out and establish more, but don't underestimate the social aspect of opportunities online. But I think that we've been really fortunate with our organizations. I mean, we literally have to make time for it, go out to conferences, see people. But by establishing those relationships, people understand us. I talk about how sometimes it can be lonely being in the business if people don't understand what you do. And people that are entrepreneurs feel that a lot. That community is so important. But then just working with people that have that network can really save you time and be more efficient. So as you're building out business or a mindset, that's where, you know, really working on the community. If you don't feel like that's really dialed in, maybe take a take a look at that because there's some give and take that can be helpful. You can give and usually you can receive when you do a little bit of that. Well, absolutely. You know, as you interact with people, you know, there's going to be good things that come out of that, uh, whether it's good things for them, good things for you. The other part of it is it can be a lonely business. We're not sitting in an office with 50 people that are our contemporaries. Mm-hmm. You know, we're sitting in an office when we have a handful of employees in any one location. That's not a huge social circle. And and so when you do end up, you know, meeting other colleagues, they might be, you know, in a different state. They could be a thousand miles away. They could be, you know, a five hour, you know, playing commute. The reality is you're not gonna be able to physically get in front and with those people as much. 
And so you better take time to have that part of your life be important, have that part of your, your persona be there because, you know, we all need that type of social interaction just, you know, mm-hmm. for, you know for good mental health. Really? You know? uh, yeah. Anybody. And that's really why I, I bring up that resilience piece, but it's been nice because we can work with people no matter where they go. And so that's really been the benefit for right. me and I can enjoy that. Sometimes it's hard to turn off work, but again, we talked about, we got to work a lot to be able to get it all done and accomplish our goals. Yeah. Personally. If you want to be at the top of the hill, it takes some work. If, yeah. you, if you want to be at the bottom, that's pretty easy. <laughs> so, well, thank you for sharing this time with us and the audience. And so I know you've paved the way for many and you're always helpful. So I just want to give you a little tribute and a thank you and hope the audience loves some of the little takeaways and hope you feel like you can take some action today. So thanks again, Scott. I appreciate being here. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of The Amber Stitch Show. For more information about the podcast, books, articles, and more, please visit me at amberstitt.com. Until next week, enjoy your journey at home and at work. Thank you for listening.